State Champs Nation, Lauren Plant here. Before we get to this podcast, I just wanted to bring you a quick programming note. The State Champs Sports Network is expanding our podcast programming. In order to make it easier for you to listen to the podcast you want to listen to, we wanted to break them all out. You can find each of our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, from Apple and Google Podcasts to Spotify and so many more. If you're a State Champs super fan, you want to listen to them all, you don't have to to change a thing. We'll still be posting everything in this feed. Now, on with the podcast. It is time for our final podcast of 2020. We are just getting started with the basketball season for State Champs Indiana hang time. Uh, presented by Lawrence Technological University. However, we have to take a bit of a holiday break. We'll come back in January. So uh, just as things are getting ramped up in the high school basketball season, we'll get ready to take a scheduled pause, knowing there are a lot of unscheduled pauses <laughs> from a schedule standpoint this day. My name is Greg Regstraw. Uh, the beautiful baritone laughter you hear in the background is that of Bob Stambazzi. Hello, my friend. Happy holidays to you. Well, happy holidays to you and everybody else out there. Let's uh, let's start talking some exciting basketball. All right. First of all, let's talk about your week. I know you're sched- you schedule yourself to be as busy as possible. How many games did you get last week? Uh, we got a, a, well. We play. Uh, we broadcast two a night, so we actually got in three nights of basketball last week and uh i saw a great game up at oak hill it was girls basketball mostly last week but we saw uh uh clay bolzer who used to be at north miami and uh, now he's at oak hill taking over for uh, uh mark law uh was trailing 31 to 17 after three quarters of play final final score was wabash 44 oak hill 41 it was a great slobber knocker non-conference ball game then we turned right back around and came up on a boys game on Friday night, Greg, at Northfield. And Northfield, I think I would call it an upset, uh, upset Wabash, 54 to 52. And it literally came down the last six seconds. You know, two slobber knockers in a row is all I can say. Gets my heart a pumping. And then Saturday night, we saw a team, a glimpse, Greg Rakestraw, a glimpse of a team that we've all been waiting to see as uh, Northfield come out and laid the wood to Wabash in girls basketball. And, and I tell you, even Coach Stone uh, uh, slowed the game down but could not slow it down enough uh, to go against Norfield. Norfield gets a 13-point uh, win over Wabash Saturday night. Our podcast presented by Lawrence Technological University. If you have the dream of playing college sports, LTU offers two dozen varsity sports, including men's and women's basketball. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. More on that coming up a bit later in the program. All right, for me, it was a scheduled slower week. After uh, having seven games on a Saturday, December the 5th, I did five of them. After having five on December the 12th, I did four of those. We actually had a scheduled day off. There was one game we were looking at doing um, that we elected to say, you know what, let's just give let's give all the guys on the ISC Sports Network crew a Saturday off. Uh, that game ended up being uh, – postponed by COVID considerations anyway. So apparently Saturday was supposed to be an off day for yours truly. So I had a couple of girls games last week, uh, but since we focus on boys basketball here on this side of the podcast, 
I'll, I'll give you a, a quick first impression of seeing Carmel for the first time this year. Carmel came in at 4-0. Carmel had won uh, all of their games by at least double digits in typical Carmel fashion. Uh, they have been holding opponents to under 40 points per game. That was not the case uh, in, in uh, the um, victory against North Central. They did win by a score of 56 to 49 on Friday night to go to 5-0 and and then back that up with a victory on a long road trip to New Albany on Saturday to now go to 6-0 on the season. What makes this Carmel team unique, and Bob, I think it's especially advantageous knowing the reduced amount of summer workouts, potentially right. the reduced amount of practice that teams had from a year ago, is that Carmel virtually returns everybody. They had one senior on last year's team in Jackson Jansen. He is now playing for Manchester University. Uh, he was a young man that was a good three-point shooter for him, but really was kind of a sixth man. So they returned an entire starting five intact, playing with sophomores and juniors a season ago. Uh, because of, 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 a, of a COVID situation, they did bring a young man up from the JV. And listen to this as far as luxuries you have when, A, you're good, and B, you got the largest enrollment in the state. Um, Carmel brings in a six, seven sophomore off of the JV. You don't say that very often, a six, seven sophomore on the JV. Uh, and he knocks down a couple of threes in the first half against North central. And he has another solid scoring performance against new Albany in their victory on Saturday. So I have now seen Carmel and Lawrence North, both. They are both undefeated. I will actually see them back to back nights this week. I'll have LM with Fishers on Tuesday. Uh, I'll have Carmel against Bar Reeve, and man, I'm so looking forward to to seeing that game. And, the, and you know, two teams from 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 different corners of the state, and you'd think different styles. They're not in how they play. More on that in a moment. But but Lawrence North is rated number one. Carmel's rated number two, and and I, I view them as almost equal at this point. Uh, having seen them both, they're both really good. Um, neither of them, I think, are unbeatable, uh, you know, for, for, in terms of other schools in the state. And, Bob, I'll tell you this, and I probably talked about this to some variation last week, but I think that of the four classes this year, the one with the most parity is going to be the 4A classification. I, oh, I will agree with you 100 uh, percent. I know you touched on them last week a little bit, but Homestead continues to play outstanding basketball. They knew he got out of Indianapolis Attics. And so uh, th- this, conf- uh, this conference, this class is really loaded up. And this, uh, man, every sectional, every sectional that Class 4A will have will have a couple teams in that sectional to win that sectional. It's just not going to be a clear-cut favorite going through these sectionals. This is going to be a whale of a tournament. I would agree. Um, and, and Homestead got another impressive victory. And, and oh. you know, my buddy Fonzo White at Lures, um, you know, kind of surprised some folks uh, in terms of claiming uh, the Summit Athletic Conference Championship a season ago. I know he lost a couple of key pieces, so I'm not sure what, what Fonzo's record expectation is for the upcoming season, uh, but Homestead, a 38-point victory against Lures. Um, you just don't do that to a team that's of quality uh, like Fonzo's team is most every year. Obviously, I've had a chance to see Homestead in action. We talked a lot about Homestead last week in terms of the wonderful schedule they're going to be playing and the amount of Indianapolis area teams that they're going to be seeing uh, during the course of the year. 
Uh, North Central uh, pops on their schedule a week from this coming Saturday on January the 2nd. I love that fact of what the Spartans are doing. Obviously, the game in Fort Wayne this year, no doubt about it, oh. is Homestead and Blackhawk, which is a Tuesday night game not too far down the road in terms of, of January the 12th. But uh, trust me, Baz, that, that that Homestead result got my attention over the course of the weekend. I could see that. And, and you know, I think I maybe made mention last week about that uh, Blackhawk-Homestead game. I wish, and I've seen games uh, move like this, I wish they would take it to the Coliseum. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, they could put six, eight, seven thousand people in the arena for this one with Homestead Blackhawk. Because well, it's going to be a great well, game. Let's save that for a normal year, uh, which, which we're still not in. Hopefully it's getting better, uh, but we're still not in, in, in terms of, of that point. Um, another team that's not in 4A, they are in football. In basketball, they are 3A, but they caught my attention. Um, we as ISC didn't do a big Saturday event this weekend, but there were a couple. There's the Champions of Character Classic that Grace has done a great job of putting together that features primarily Northern Indiana teams. And then there is the bossy event down in Evansville that has Evansville squads and they bring in teams from all across the state. Like my goodness, Hammond headed down to Evansville to play this weekend. Of all the various scores that got my attention, Leo put it to Shenandoah. Uh, and Shenandoah is a really good team at the 2A level. Again, I think Blackhawk Christian is the, a massive favorite in 2A, but, but Shenandoah is like part of another group of three or four teams right after them I think in most years, uh, you know, would be a 2A favorite. But Leo beat them by double digits. What do you know about this Leo ball club, Bess? Uh, they're good size, very athletic, very physical. Uh, you, you sit here and look at their schedule, and uh, they're in any they're, – they're a Northeast 8 team, uh, but they load up on the front side with Fort Wayne schools. And, uh, you know, you mentioned Lures a minute ago. They beat Lures at 57 to 51, so – and, and then the Snyder School, who's very big and athletic, uh, they didn't have to play defense there. They just outscored them 91 to 84. So <laughs> this Leo team, I believe, Greg, can play any tempo you want to play, but I believe you're going to play their tempo, and then you're going to get forced into doing things you don't want to do. But this is definitely going to be a basketball team that's going to be reckoned with in 3A. By the way, um, this this Leo Ball Club, I'm, you talked about the size they have. I can see why they gave Shenandoah fits because that's kind of one of the areas that Shenandoah, again, they're not an overly big basketball team. And so, you know, Shenandoah two years ago made it to the semi-state before Lytton Stockton just had a day. Uh, you know, teams don't score 70-something points on Dave McCullough Ball Clubs. That Lytton Stockton team did a couple of years ago preventing Shenandoah from getting to the state championship game. Um, I think it comes down in, in 2A to those two teams and Matt Britton's South Spencer Ball Club, who's still undefeated in terms of the likely competitors out of the 2A South bracket, where, again, in the North, I expect it to be Fort Wayne Blackhawk Christian because, mm -hmm. as evidenced by the coaches' poll, I think they're third in the coaches' poll this week. Um, uh, you know, and, and Homestead checks in at four with LN and Carmel being the two teams in front of them. Um, Blackhawk is one of the best teams in the state period. I think they're the best team in 2A. As far as Leo is concerned, they are in the same sectional with Fort Wayne Lures. And when you forecast long-term, as far as this Leo ball club is concerned, um, that's a tough sectional. But then you deal with the northern half of the bracket, 
South Bend St. Joseph. They've got a young man that's going to play at, at uh, Notre Dame. I haven't seen him yet. Um, and so I'm, I'm uh, his, his last name begins with a K and I think it's, I think it's Kishesny, as I can say it. I could be wrong about that. I'll have him coming up in a couple of weeks. I'll give you a, uh, a better answer uh, in terms of what South Bend St. Joseph is. Mishawaka Marion is now solid every year. And Hammond is really good out of the region um, as far as three is concerned. But if Leo can survive that group, if you've got size, you've at least given yourself a chance to hang with Silver Creek at the 3A level. And the big news, good news for Purdue fans, great news for Silver Creek, um, they got Trey Kaufman back this week. He did not play the first few weeks of the season with an ankle injury, so he didn't play in their loss to North Harrison last Friday, did not play in that epic rematch against Blackhawk Christian last Saturday, but Silver Creek knocks off Jeffersonville, which is a big deal for the folks in Silver Creek. Anytime they can beat Jeff or New Albany or Floyd Central. Uh, and so Kaufman is back. And Bob, I'll, I'll, I'll tell people right now, I am an AP voter as far as the high school polls are concerned. And even though they've got two losses with Kaufman back on the floor, Silver Creek got my number one vote in 3A this week. Because to me, when he's back there, the Dragons are the clear number one team in class 3A. Well, I can certainly respect that. And in following along uh, on uh, social media about that uh, uh, Silver Creek Jeffersonville game, it, it sounded pretty exciting. And people were still talking about it a couple of days after it was played. But I could not fault you for that, even though with Heritage Hills and Bossy in front of them uh, currently, I can see next week that maybe with him back, maybe flipping. And again, uh, Silver Creek plays a lot of the. You know, 4A powerhouses are the ones that I just mentioned. They also go to Bloomington South to play on January the 30th. Uh, you know, Madison's on their schedule. The Cubs are off to a great start, and that is a 3A opponent. Um, i got to double-check this. I think Madison has been moved, yep, that's what I thought, into Silver Creek sectional. Well, they did it last year. I mean, Silver Creek is the heavy favorite. Kind of like 2A, there are other teams that in most years that I go – I think they're a really good team. I think they've got an opportunity here. But in 1A, 2A, 3A, there are clear-cut favorites this year. Bar-Reeve in 2A, Blackhawk Christian in 3A, Silver Creek. And those teams all appeared the last time we had state finals. Blackhawk Christian beat Bar-Reeve in the 1A championship two years ago. Silver Creek beat Culver Academy in the 3A championship two years ago. And especially for Blackhawk Christian, as well as Silver Creek, the guys that were key players two years ago are guys that are still key players as far as now is concerned. One other team I want to reference in 1A, because while Bar-Reeve, and rightfully so, has gotten the lion's share of attention in terms of 1A, Couts is putting it on teams right now. Uh, they are outscoring their opposition by 36 points per game. Baz, they have scored between 85 and 93 points all six times they have taken the floor so far. Yeah, they're averaging 90 points a game and giving up 54. I mean, these guys love to run, gun, and giggle. I look at their schedule. Uh, they got some pretty good teams on this schedule. Uh, they're not playing any sisters of the poor here, and that's only going to make them better, Greg. I mean, you know it and I know it. 
but they got some pretty good competition coming up here pretty quick uh, in Bloomington South and also Andran and going on down the line to Lake Central even. So they got some great, great uh, uh, teams coming in here. And so let's explain, uh, my friend, that there was not a verbal typo that Baz just gave you because Couts and Bloomington South normally would not see each other on the schedule. Um, because of, and, and they're going to play in the Wabash Valley Tournament, yes. which is probably as revered in its area as any po- as any midseason tournament we have because of the history of it. Um, it has always, until this year, included schools from the state of Ohio, or state of Illinois, duh, given the proximity. Um, well, clearly those schools aren't playing basketball right now. And so with that, there became this immediate need to fill spots and kind of uh, an all call was given, hey, who wants to come play in this event? And given the fact that Couts wanted to test themselves and wanted to play up in terms of competition to be, you know, battle tested for the postseason, they said yes. And so Bloomington South had already been scheduled to play in the event this year. And that event as of now is two teams short. Uh, and, and I say as of now, Bob and I are taping this on Monday the 21st. Yeah. That tournament begins on Saturday. It's one of the few handful of games that takes place across the state on December the 26th. They play that tournament over four days, the 26th, the 28th, the 29th, and 30th. So you have up to four games and you play over the course of four different days. Uh, the folks from Couts could be racking up some frequent flyer miles or some serious <laughs> hotel points uh, in the Wabash Valley uh, coming up uh, in downtown Terre Haute over the course of the next few days. But we have talked about that, this in football, Baz, and here really it is in, in terms of basketball for the first time, our ability to say, hey, listen, here is, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. Here's an opportunity. You had openings on your schedule. You decided to go play some teams. And here comes, is it the typical Bloomington South team? No, but it's still a wonderful opportunity for Cows to test themselves. And, and you know, Greg, you made a great point. Uh, talk with ADs all the time. And uh, they, they're telling me uh, they know they have a game scheduled on a Tuesday, but they're also checking uh, all kinds of resources just in case that game gets canceled that who's available that could come and play or go play. And we actually had a kid pulled off the floor uh, during warmups the other night. I mean, that's how fluid this thing is. I have, uh, I my game last Friday night. I get there about six 15. Cause unlike you, I don't broadcast the, I don't broadcast the JV game, sir. Um, so I, I roll in about six 15 and I, and I walk to our production truck and I see that the clock isn't moving. I'm like, uh Oh, and they're like, yeah, they pulled a kid from JV warmups and elected not to play the JV game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Welcome to 2020. Yeah. And what we're all dealing with. By the way, one more thought on this Couts team. Uh, this is the sectional that Gary 21st Century has come from and has owned the last several years. Couts has been good the last couple of years. They've just not been able to get by 21st Century. I saw 21st Century a couple of weeks ago. It is a, it is a talented team. It is a very young team. And Couts will play 21st century, at least they're scheduled to, mm-hmm. in February. So we'll have more information on the Mustangs. And, you know, uh, maybe we're looking at Couts and Bar-Reeve, uh in the uh, in the 1A championship game coming up at the end of March. All right, Baz, what do you have before the Christmas holiday? How many games 
you're trying to squeeze in this week? Well, what am I going to do two this week, uh, two days, uh, tomorrow and uh, and Wednesday? Tomorrow we'll go to Wabash uh, for the girls' game and uh, uh, with Southwood. Then Wednesday we go to Northfield for a girls' game with Columbia City. And then we get ready for the uh, what I call the greatest holiday tournament in the state of Indiana next week, and that will be the Wabash County Basketball Tournament. Really looking, We'll broadcast 14 games in two days, and we look forward to that every year. So in other words, the four teams in the county, and yep. you do JV and varsity tournaments, correct? Yes, at the okay. same time, same gym. It's a busy couple of days, and I keep it's, my fingers crossed that all four teams on both girls' and boys' sides – are allowed to play. Before we continue any further, if you're a student athlete and feel you've been overlooked by universities, Lawrence Intellectual University has a unique program for you to recruit yourself. Take a listen. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Once again, back on the State Champs Hang Time or State Champs Indiana Hang Time podcast alongside Bob Stambazzi, Greg Rakestraw with you. Again, we are presented by Lawrence Technological University. All right, I got two games this week uh, before I head into a brief holiday break. I get to see 4A numbers one and two. Let's talk about Lawrence North and Fishers briefly. LN had zero problem. They won at Fort Wayne Northrop on Saturday by a score of 89 to 42. They are now 4 0. And Max Preps, as of Sunday, has rated them as the 20th best team in the nation. That is in large part due to their victory over Cincinnati Moeller. Again, you can go back and watch anytime at ISCSportsNetwork.com from a week ago as the Crusaders had won the last two Ohio State Championships. LN beat them by a point in overtime. Now, they take on Fishers. Fishers is a good team. Uh, they've got a new head coach in Garrett Weiniger. He got the job uh, when Matt Moore exited to go closer to home and took the Warsaw job during the course of the offseason. This is a great test for Fishers. And again, for Fishers, everything they do is about getting ready for because that is their path in the sectional. Fishers and LN are, are even though they are separately or literally neighboring school districts, that is the dividing line in terms of who goes north and who goes south in the 4A bracket. So again, LN's a great test for them, but everything for Fishers is, hey, can we beat Carmel? By the way, Fishers and Carmel are playing a week from Saturday on January the 2nd after not playing in the regular season last year. So now let's talk about the Carmel Greyhounds. And Baz, here's where I want to bring you in on this. I love the fact this was a scheduled game. This was scheduled in the offseason. This is not a, a replacement game or a filler game. But I love the fact that Bar Reeve, who's already played and beaten Bloomington South, they'll play Castle and Jasper later in the year. I love the fact that Bar Reeve is making this trip, knowing it will make them a better basketball team. Oh, I agree 100%. When you have a 1A team willing to take on the big dog, and no pun intended on the Greyhounds, but you take <laughs> on the big dog, but great expectations for Bar Reeve this year. Great expectations for Carmel. I think this makes for a great expectation of this ball game, and uh, it's going to be a slobber knocker in every sense of the word because uh, Bar Reeve cannot back down. 
because they got a lot of pride online. But, man, this could be a great game, Greg. All right. So I've seen both teams, and Carmel has often been accused of playing a, a 1A style in terms of playing deliberately. Um, I've seen a 4A team try to stall a bit against Barry Party this year in terms of Bloomington South. It Reeve is a is a one A school in terms of enrollment. They're not a one A school in terms of talent. They're not a one A school in terms of size. Reeve, every starter goes six two or or yeah. taller. Their point guard is six three six four. They've got another kind of stretch four in Hagen Nepp, who's a lefty and six foot four, to go along with their center and Kurt Hope, who is six foot eight. Um, this is a Carmel. The, the the taller team when the game starts. It's actually going to be Bar-Reeve, which is crazy to think about, given the fact that Bar-Reeve's enrollment's about 0240 and Carmel's enrollment's about 5240 um, <laughs> or, or, or somewhere, you know, uh, along those lines. Um, Bar-Reeve will not get run off the floor by Carmel. I expect this to look like a sectional or a regional game. Mm-hmm. It could be first to 40 wins it. It could be first to 50 wins it. And for and, and I that from a crowd standpoint, Carmel's going to be allowed to have 25% capacity. Oh. So they'll probably be allowed to have about a thousand or so in the building at the Eric Clark Activity Center. It's a 4:30 tip-off on Wednesday, folks. Pe- people ask me all the time, "Hey, do you know of games I can actually go attend?" There's a chance this is one of the ones you can actually go to, folks. If not, we will have it on the ISC Sports Network. It will be pay-per-view. Um, it will be on free television in the Indianapolis area. We're carrying this game on Mindy TV 23 at, at 4.30 in the afternoon. It's an earlier start so the Bar Reef kids can get home and begin their Christmas holiday a little bit. But I am looking forward to this as much as I have a regular season game in a while. Just because it's a clash of environments, but in terms of clash of styles, it's two teams that do a lot of things in a similar fashion. Baz, I expect this one to be... What do you think I expect this one to be, Baz? Oh, it's going to be a slobber knocker. There you go. Absolutely. There is no doubt about that. Anything else for the good of the cause this, on this Monday before we wish everyone a happy holiday? No, I'm very excited what we got coming up and previously the weeks that we got in. That's what I'm excited about and thankful for. Absolutely. Baz, it is always good to talk to you, my friend. You have the merriest of Christmases. You have a wonderful new year. We will talk again in January. Merry Christmas, everybody. Please be safe out there and have a great and safe Happy New Year, especially to you, Greg, and uh, and uh, Greg and Greg. <laughs> Appreciate that. Wes Wolf behind the scenes, uh, as well as our buddy Greg Mash. Thank you to Lauren Plant and all the good people with state champs up in Michigan uh, that make this broadcast possible every week, and especially our presenting sponsor, our friends at Lawrence Technological University. Again, Baz and I get the next two weeks off. We're not taking them off from a basketball standpoint, but the next time we will have a podcast for you will be the week of January the 11th. And here's keeping the fingers crossed that we have a lot to talk about. I think we will. For Bob Sambazzi, this is Greg Rakestraw. Thanks for listening to the State Champs Indiana Hangtime Podcast presented by Lawrence Technological University.